as the world outside seems to be getting darker, colder and more oppressive with each day. It is more important than ever to connect to the truth of who you are, the light within, so that you can shine that through you, from you, out to those around you. Midday mindfulness is being created specifically to deliver you all the information that you will ever require in order to inspire and empower yourself to become the source of your own inspiration and with it your own liberation. In this weekly podcast, Kane Stromberg and all of his amazing guests bring to you the very secrets to reality, how to go about actually becoming an energy master and with it mastering life itself. Consciousness expansion is the name of my game and so you will know my name is Kane. Welcome to Midday Mindfulness. In this weekly podcast, we share with you the very secrets to reality and how to go about actually creating the life of your dreams in all ways. Only through the upliftment and liberation of yourself can you then deliver this information to everybody else so that together, now, we can create a world of true equality. For all. I welcome you to the family, to the tribe, to the club and look forward to connecting with you on a deeper level very soon. Greetings, infinite blessings and welcome to another moment of now and another episode of Midday Mindfulness. Today I have the pleasure and honour of introducing and interviewing Elisa. She is a spiritual and energetic healer and very, very much aware of the aspect of reality behind that which we can physically experience. Knowing that everything in completion is energy vibrating at different frequencies. And whenever we align ourselves in harmony to the frequency that we are individually, we create a world of liberation and enjoyment in all ways. If you are, let's say, linked in or likened to the frequency of a certain channel on a TV, say you're channel two and you try to go about experiencing or behaving as channel three, you're going to negatively experience life because you're not being true to who you are. Only through being true in completion to who you are in vibration, can you then experience the life of joy and harmony and bliss in all ways. Being in the middle of winter in the UK and in Europe and in a lot of the world, there is very repressive and heavy energetic frequencies. If we're trying to complete as much as we used to or that we were able to within, let's say, the summer, then we are not going to be able to enjoy what we experience or what we create. We are fundamentally natural beings. We are very large mammals. And in the winter, just as a grizzly bear goes about hibernating because it is, well, it does not have the ability to, to flow through so much energy, we too are subjected to external situations and conditions like into a tree. If a tree was to try to grow all of its leaves and flowers throughout the winter, it would 
be detrimentally and negatively affected. A tree knows that it's more beneficial to drop its leaves, to hunker down its energy into its root system, and then go about enjoying the elements around it to the best of its capabilities, knowing that when the sun is at its optimal, when the, when the conditions are optimal once again, it can flourish and thrive once again. Hmm, beautiful. So give me a moment and I will introduce Elisa. There she is. Beautiful smile. Hi. How are you? I'm doing good. How are you? Very good. Thank you. Very good. Just putting it on a full screen. Okay. There it is. How's your day been? Very, very nice. Yesterday, um, I've been attending, or the, last, the next few days, I'm attending an online festival, uh, energy sort of connect festival. So it oh. has reconnected me back to that passion, let's say, as opposed to oh. being a little bit heavy as everything is energetically at the moment. Wow, that sounds really good. That sounds really good. It is. It's been Do you have some new insights that they are coming out of that? It has reconnected me back to the flow, back to my feminine creative energy again, as opposed to being quite structured, being masculine, being here to deliver and create such changes in the world. I have a tendency to embody that masculine energy more, to focus on a direction and to stay within that parameter. I'm creating X, Y, or Z, therefore I need to do X, Y, and Z. And it limits that beautiful, creative, feminine flow. There was so much beautiful energy and freedom and liberation. I, I was crying myself. There was some beautiful mantras, some singing, some breath work. And we yeah. were all there just sharing and crying and being free. And it's reconnecting me back to my poetry side of things. So I've been creating some poetry, um, which That's is amazing. That's amazing. I've been experiencing so strongly the masculine kind of, I don't know, you can call it maybe the, it's power dying, you know, and how some people were, uh, their side and their masculine was so resistant. We just wanted to stay in power in that forceful way of making things happen. Forceful way as well of expecting others to be in this particular way. So I started seeing that in November how important it was just to entirely surrender. And I have my own quite strong masculine. Yeah. So for me, that started appearing with, with my right arm, which is the masculine side of being a little bit overloaded and in pain. So each time I would find myself not in surrender, maybe, or mm -hmm. not in or doing some things in a little bit old, old way, I would find that arm being a little bit heavy and sore and in pain. And, and, and then I've learned like, okay, this is like kind of like my body is trying to tell me to let go. So that's very interesting. Beautiful. And being a creative visionary and leader that you are, it is natural to step into the masculine state of being more so because it is the masculine that creates the structure and direction. But then if we don't allow the feminine to flow, then we, we resist or we constrict the ability to experience that beauty in it all. Mm. You see, there is, there is another side of it as well, because I feel myself like we've been, and, and no one has to agree with it, that's absolutely fine. But I, I find myself being conditioned into the world that in order to actually do something, be seen, create anything, 
it, it's a man's world, so it has to be done in this way. And I don't know if you're familiar, I forgot her name. She is actually, she, she came up with this idea of spandex, you know, the, the pants that make you, yeah, yeah. you know, slim and all of that. So she came up with that. And when she was creating her business, she was doing all these meetings at the beginning and they told her another lady, her coach told her, listen, this is a man's world. It can only be done in this way. And she got back home and she started crying and she said, no, if that's the way, if that's the only way I'm out. And she knew within that there is another way and mm -hmm. she created it and done it her own way through her feminine. Mm -hmm. And this, this is what this, this is exactly what this year and end of this year I started understanding. It's like ah uh ah -uh, uh -uh. I've been only conditioned into believing that this is a man's world, and the only way to do it is through masculine. But I'm, I'm learning more and more to balance my own both sides. And some days I'm much more in my masculine, and other days I'm much more in my feminine. And I let it flow. I just let it be without trying to uh, manage that side of me as well. You know what I mean. <laughs> I do. Thank you, Lisa. I do. I, I completely understand the acceptance of all that is and the surrender. The surrender to what is taking place, the surrender to our own thoughts and feelings almost, and not actually attaching too much severity to it, not judging ourselves for thinking that we want to have a day and just lounge around and sit in our pajamas and eat chocolate or a day where we want to go out and, and dance and sing and, and be free. It's the expression and freedom to, to enjoy it all that is life itself. And if we cut off any aspect of ourselves, like you say, it's cut, the masculine being the right side and being the protective side. If we cut off our right arm because we don't want to be masculine, then we're only limiting ourselves and our potential to create and enjoy. So yeah. yeah beautiful thank you yeah. what, what i'm learning the most is that it's so important to have balance instead of that in charge because trying to control anything is only coming from a place of lack from a place of not good enough oh, you know yeah. from a place of okay something here is missing instead of i am the wholeness so it comes into <laughs> the balance letting it flow from one another and as well at the very center you have a heart center, the chakra center, the center of passion, right? Mm -hmm. So for me, that's the only way it flows. Some, some people describe it as well that one way would be more left, it comes in. The right way comes out or the opposite way. But for me, it isn't this way. For me, it's just the flow. And it depends on the day and depends on a situation. And with every person, you mix different chemistry you mix in a different way and different things is gonna come in and out through it. It's a different mixture of, of chemicals in a energetic way, if that makes sense. hundred percent. And being a vibrational healer and knowing that everything is energy, like you just said that there is only one direction of flow, but that direction is potentially infinite in my understanding, my interpretation is infinite in potential. So I would say that if I was to do an energy cleanse on myself and I would direct energy from right to left and it flowed freely and then I directed it from left to right and it was more constrictive that I would know that it was the feminine that potentially required a little bit more attention because it was the resistance from left to right that was being experienced. So it's playing around with ourselves again, knowing that 
a river flows in a direction, but not all water is always flowing in that same direction. Sometimes there's a little pool within the, within the river that flows in itself. And then it's allowing that continuous flow to be experienced. Absolutely beautiful. Exactly. Exactly. I agree. And the river is just one out of unlimited amount of expressions of the energy itself, right? Yes. There's wind, there is mountain, there is fire, there is air, you know? Yes. So yes. The, river, the river is just one expression of unlimited. And you mentioned that word at the beginning. And, you know, as many different ways you can imagine that flow, that's the unlimited ways, you know, that they are there for you to play with, to experience, to have fun mm. with. Um, mm. You know, we talk so much about healing, 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 healing. And, you know, that I use that word just so others can have some kind of graph of what I'm talking about, but that word is no longer in a full alignment because this is just us being on a journey. This is just us being on a journey and going from one chapter to another, you know, like the book, you just go from one chapter to another and then you yeah. go, you know, from the beginning again, or then you jump in between the pages a little bit and you never ever go backwards. You just constantly keep on going forward unless you're, believing and you want to believe in some limited way that you are going backwards but yeah yeah, yeah. unless you mind again yes unless you attach the mind in a a previously limiting belief potentially that is housed within it and i would suggest that as long as we are reading the book we are writing it we are we are writing it as we are reading it. So we're co-creating the experience. And as you say, there is no direction which is wrong and that there is nothing in truth that needs to be healed because we are already perfect. We are the embodiment yeah. of, of God, of divinity, of the universe itself, created in the eyes, in the image of God. We are perfect and we are loved just as such. So again, I, don't, I use the, the, the label because it's easy to understand when we put labels on things of healing. And I am very much in the same frequency as yourself where there's nothing that needs to be healed. It's remembrance. It's remembering who we are and integrating parts of ourselves that otherwise are potentially lost in the darkness of the, of the mind, let's say, and bringing them back into the light, shining a light on all areas of existence and knowing that what we previously believed to be bad over there in the darkness is just an area that we didn't understand. And this to myself is the reason for all forms of separation is the ego's misunderstanding or ununderstanding of something else. The ego doesn't understand that person because they are different in their perspective of reality. They have a different religion, let's say, or their skin's a different color. Therefore, I don't quite understand them. Therefore, I'm a bit fearful of them. So my ego will protect me from them by condemning them and believing that they're wrong because I'm right, because I'm the mighty ego. So it's an understanding that within ourselves we have all these different aspects and potentials and the ego is there to, to keep us safe, but isn't always an ally. And it's understanding that, okay, you're there and you're there to, to protect me, but I don't actually need protecting because I'm not in danger. Yeah. It's like, it, it took me along and I think it's still going to keep on changing the the conception of ego, you know, how to perceive it, how to look at it. Mm. Of course, at the beginning, it was seen as, oh, I have big muscles. Do you want to go with me for a date, you know? Mm -hmm. And it's like, 
Yeah, the ego is a false sense of self, false sense of character, label, for example, Elisa number one worker, right? Or Elisa number one healer, or Elisa the daughter of this and this, you know, person. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just a different ego character, and there is like so many of them, at least I am aware of my own ego. And that just keeps on changing all the time, you know, because first I saw it as something primitive, then I saw it as this really complex things that it is out there to get me, you know, that it is against me, but it isn't. It's just another side of me. And when I started understanding the ego is a little bit more in the first three centers and it is there to help me survive, you know, it helps yeah. me to stay alive. It helps me to be a little bit more, you know, okay, what's going on? What's happening? It's dark. Let me get the shelter. It's cold. I need to find the fire, blah, 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 you know, all that stuff. And then we're learning on this part of our journey to make it our friend, you know? Yes. To make it our friend. So like when I started learning and connecting with my divine guidance and sitting up in the meditation for a long period of time and dive deep, I let myself and let that ego be with me and hold my hand, be with me. I know you don't want to go anywhere. I know you want to be in charge, but be here with me. Let's be friends. Let's be friends. There will be days when you will be the loudest voice. There will be other days when, when I'm just going to let you talk without listening to you, you know, and, and that's okay. That's fine. It's like another aspect of me, which it doesn't have to be that complex. It doesn't have to be that complicated. I was conditioned into complicating everything and the more I keep things simple, um, the more fun, the more fun I have <laughs> with this journey. Yeah. Yes, ego compromise, never ego destruction or death, ego compromise. It's yeah. beautiful. And to, to put another viewpoint on what you've just said, which I wholeheartedly vibrate with in in resonance to every fiber of my being is that it's part of us and it is very complex in itself because it's the the complexity that we have created within this fabric of reality if you like so within the game construct of existence if you looked at life as a game the ego is the character is the avatar character that we're playing and the character believes itself to be the character experiencing the game and if the character dies in the game, it believes the game to be over. Therefore, it will do everything it can to protect itself, to make sure that it has safety, security, fire, warmth, and some form of affection, which is why fundamentally we, we seek that which we are, which is love, because when we're loved, we're, we're accepted by society, by the people around us, and more likely to survive. And once we realize that we're not the character in the game, or even the character behind it playing the game, that we are the game itself and we're co-creating the experience as we play it, there's nothing that is outside of our ability to perceive or to accept because whether it's dark and raining and cold, whether we end this game or whether we continue it for eternity, it doesn't really matter because it's all part of the same experience. And it's, again, for me... It's, the, it's not minding. It's not mattering. When you don't mind, when you don't attach the mind to it, it doesn't matter. And everything being energy vibrating at different frequencies, without the mind to interpret it, there is no matter. You wouldn't exist to me without my mind to interpret you. There'd be energy, which you are, as I am myself, as everything around us is. And we would be that energy, but we wouldn't be able to experience it in separate form and to learn and to grow and to enjoy this 
beautiful experience without the mind to interpret it. So it's, it's that very fine balance. It's a tightrope of, of life where we go too egoically one way, or we don't have enough ego feeling of worth and pride almost because pride isn't to myself something negative. The ego needs to be allowed to feel confident to be able to stand in front of people and address them. And how knowing about the, all of this context of information yourself, how would you share with the listeners a way of noticing the ego when it comes up or a way of noticing somebody else acting from a place of ego as opposed to a place of, of soul, if you like? Yeah, this is actually a really, really good question, Kane, because I struggled for so many years, so many years, calling that head drives me crazy, right? Mm. So I struggled for so many years and I ended up in a really dark place, in a really dark, very self-destructive place. Yep. Uh, and six year, nearly six years ago, I started bouncing out of it but only through approaching totally new attitude, only through changing absolutely everything about me, my life, and most of all, my perception. So I think the most important thing is, is to realize that when you cannot shut this down, you're in survival. And this isn't actually you. It is your all survival instincts kicked in, and they're probably are not being turned off for a while. Mm. You probably great they are not probably on the off mode for a while they're not running just for five minutes they're probably on for a long time mm -hmm. and for a long time probably from your childhood so if you cannot actually fully understand in this present moment that you are not your thoughts you are not your emotions you are not all these fears you are in survival and you're entirely identified with it. And first of all, that's okay. Like, because the majority of us is living in that survival thinking we're actually living luxurious lives, right? I have an amazing car. I have a beautiful wife, mm -hmm. you know, I have 2.5 children, you know, about <laughs> and I didn't slept for, you know, for three years, you know? So this is what I call the survival mode when internally there is no peace, no balance, no, ability to connect with the heart-centered consciousness. Yes. So the opposite from it would be because we can go and we can talk for years without stopping about what mind makes out of this and that. But a total game changer is when we tune out of analytical mind into the heart. And when we open that center, we cleanse these centers, when we open that heart chakra, and there is a totally different energy that is being released. Okay, and first of all, all these blocked energies in the first three centers, which is guilt, shame, fear, uh, oh my goodness, so much of this negativity that is trapped over there moves up and through the heart center is transmuted into love, into bliss, into passion, you know, into freedom, you know, all of a sudden people are like, what the heck is going on? And that's that energy being transmuted. And when you take that energy up through more of the chakras that we have in our body, it changes the whole perception. When you're going through these experiences in your meditations or through the healing sessions, like I do, your whole life changes, your perception on yourself, on your life, you no longer perceive that as the curse, as the worst thing that ever happened to you. You see that, thank God that I experienced that because now I can overcome it. Now I can, I know I am bigger than that situation 
and I know I am not my fears. I am not my past. I can actually create the future by reconnecting with that heart center, by thinking and feeling from that center instead of constantly being hooked on what that head is going to come up with. And there is no ending, you know? There is no ending to mind way of living. And for me, the only way is downwards because I've been there and it got me really, 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 really low. As I mentioned before, in a very self-destructive way, mm -hmm. self-hatred, low self-esteem, non-existent self-esteem, drugs, alcohol, all that stuff that is very destructive to my body, mind, and spirit, you know? And it came point to realize, okay, enough is enough, something has got to change. And nothing outside of me is actually going to make any change within me. It has to come from within. It only can come from within. There is, I had to stop expecting anyone and anything to be any different way. 2020, okay, that was the best year of my life. At the the best year of my life. <laughs> I didn't want the lottery, you know. I'm still in the same nine to five, you know. I still have my car, the car of my dreams. It was the best year of my life. I faced the biggest fears in March, April, the fear of dying. The fear of dying on my own, you know, and I started diving deeper into it. Okay, what else is over there that makes me tiptoe around feelings and emotions that they are trapped within me? The fear of dying. Beautiful. Yeah. I, I resonate with you on everything you've just said. I was in a self-destructive pattern, basically self-hatred, and I was trying to unknowingly kill myself through internally holding on to and, and bringing in as much anger and hostility and basically poison that I could embody to punish myself for yeah. previous events and experiences. Knowing that through the acceptance in completion, as you've just said, that we are the universe in completion, the good, the bad, and the ugly, that we can't just take all the positive experiences in life, that without darkness, the light is meaningless. Without a feeling, a void of love, then the love is, again, meaningless. If we existed in pure bliss and harmony at all times, which we do at source, in heaven, then we don't learn and we don't grow as there is no friction. And without friction, there is no experience to be had. And on the spiritual awakening journey, as you say, as you bring up those and transcend those lower vibrational elements that we have housed within us and we transmute it with love through acceptance through surrendering as you mentioned at the start surrendering being the way i have given myself in completion to source to god to myself to my mission and my quest and because of this life is i i still don't have the words i don't have the words to describe how amazing life is to me now compared to how i wanted it to end and i tried to end it myself because i was so I was in so much pain and it was all internalized. Yeah. I projected outside so I could see it and blame other people for it. Not until realizing that it was within could I then go about transmuting it, like you say. And it's knowing that in life, as you've said over and over, that things happen that in the, in the story of life, there are events that we would otherwise not necessarily want to experience, but it's the acceptance of them and actually the gratitude for them knowing that a character that potentially brought us wrong in the past played their role perfectly. And it's likened to what I've always seen it as or been shown it as shit. 
shit happens in life. And you can either carry it around with you, weighing you down, weighing, putting it in a bag. I've done all these negative things and all these negative things have happened to me. I'm going to carry them with me, weighing me down, making me smell, creating your own personal version of hell. Or you can sweep it under the rug, out of sight, out of mind, but then it creates a hostile and putrid environment for anybody that wants to come near. Instead, we use that shit as fertilizer to grow our flowers, the flowers in the garden of our mind, more beautiful than we could have done without the shit. Use the shit of life as positives, and then you're not only liberated from them, but you benefit from them, and you're free. That is true liberation and freedom to myself. Exactly. The, 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 the changing point for me was to realize that Number one, that I actually, you know, signed up for all these lessons, right? Yes. That was one way that really, it took me a while to fully embrace that uh, idea and figure out within my own heart, because that's someone else's idea, right? Someone else said it out loud, mm-hmm. right? And then I started feeling, okay, because um, this year, past year, this year is no longer anymore about, you know, list for me. It isn't just any longer about listening to someone taking a note and making their beliefs into my own one. It's, it's me just listening politely and respectfully and figuring out within my own heart, is this actually works for Elisa? You know, is this works for me on this chapter of my journey? And if that belief works for me, okay, okay, let me, let me embrace it. So I started mm. understanding here, actually this, I signed up for all of that willingly to grow, to expand, to yes. enrich my own being with it. But then I started understanding that yeah, I still see things as really smelly and stinky and I don't want them, you know, I, I, mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't want them, you know, don't message me, don't call me, don't, <laughs> don't make me go to this and that, blah, blah, blah. and then I realized, okay, there is more that I have to do here, there is more, and it started coming, and that started coming to me from my own divine guidance, from my own connection with my higher self, and it was that every single thing is a spectrum of light, only, only if I call this poo-poo, or darkness, mm-hmm. or body, mm-hmm. it makes it. It makes yes. it, you know? Yes. The beginning of the Bible, it is that man calls this thing by its name, and it wasn't, right? Yes. So if I call this thing a poo-poo, it is going to start smelling at some point. Whether it is just in my own mind or physically, it doesn't matter. So I started being very, very careful with, with how I look at things, how I perceive them, how I perceive them, and how that mind straight away judges them. Because this is a survival mode as well right? I see something, it is unfamiliar or new, right? Automatic reaction is no, it's body. I don't understand it, so I'm rejecting it. And so I am not just on my own in that game. Let me make all of my neighbors reject that thing as well, right? So, you know, misery likes company. Um, And I started watching very carefully how I perceive every situation. And I remember one particular situation, one in work, one girl that I wasn't maybe, we were a little bit more like two alphas, right? And then we, she was coming to, to the team that I'm working in. And my ego was going crazy. I'm sitting, I'm sitting, I'm trying to embrace that new news in a gentle way, but inside of me, everything was boiling, boiling. That ego didn't want it to die, that alpha in this team, you know, didn't want it to die. So I started recognizing, okay, and I started watching it. I started watching it, what it tells me, you know, how bad this is, how we are going to argue, what is she's going to say and what I'm going to say back. And I just let it, let the chatter be. 
I just let the chatter be and I kept on breathing in the air, space and love into oh, that yes. flow instead of, uh, instead of running away from it or no, you ego, you shut up. No, 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 just let it flow. Just let it be, just, just let it flow. And when I started, what came out of me was gratitude because I knew it, that that's going to teach me so much that I need to learn. And each time I saw her or thought of her in my mind, it just came out of me. Thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. And, and that was beautiful because it wasn't forced or pushed. It just was another stage of the flow. Beautiful. And, and, uh, and we're working really well together. We're working really well together. I cannot say, I cannot say so far. And it's been like, I don't know, six months, eight months. So. And enriching each other's experience through it. It's a, yeah. it's a beautiful, I, beautiful process to go through. And it's having an, an awareness once again, being mindful, because there's an element where potentially years ago, we would have got stuck in that thought. We would have felt basically threatened by somebody else, our ego threatened by their ego. And we would have got stuck in it and we would have allowed the process to take place, but not been aware that it was a process, not been mindful of it. So we would have got stuck in the ego reaction. Then it's realizing that there is an ego, being able to watch it, separate from it, and actually view it from an alternative perspective, knowing it is part of us, but it's not us. And then allowing it, not saying, no, you're, you're bad, don't, don't have a conversation, don't have a perspective. Likened to anybody, if you tell them they're wrong, then they'll either mope, which is part of us, they're moping, feeling sad and sorried and poor mead, or they will try to deny and defy you and they'll fight back and they will throw things around and create hostility. You allow it to take place, you allow it its voice and you stay separate from it going, okay, I can see that, but how about this? How about that actually she is part of me and that she's there to allow me to see things within me that would otherwise not be seen. And it's returning to that beautiful state of gratitude once again as that's a beautiful, beautiful story and situation, which anybody listening could try and implement themselves. So next time that you feel something is fearful or threatening, next time you don't understand the way somebody's behaving, know that potentially they don't themselves, that they are a being of unlimited potential just as you are, and that they have programs that they respond through that dictate their reaction and response to certain situations. You put your hand in fire, it burns you. You learn not to put your hand in fire. If somebody is negative towards you in a certain construct or if you experience a situation which is negative or traumatic, you will subconsciously try to avoid it. If anybody comes to you and reflects or reminds you of it, you will try to potentially attack them to keep yourself safe from it. This is all ego. So it's being aware that if somebody is being negative towards you, it's not really them. It's not the, the being within them. It's not their soul. It's not their aspect of self that you are yourself. It's their programs, their response systems, their ego, which is there to keep them safe. So it's giving people space as well as ourselves. If we act out of a place of insecurity or a, an old program that we are unaware that existed, it's going, oh, okay, I see that. I love myself still, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And I give myself space to breathe, to be, to allow, to surrender yeah. to it once again and to come back home to the heart. Yeah, that was the key for me, Kane, you know, to be present here and now because I feel like, oh, there is some agitation within me. And instead of just like you said, running on the program unconsciously, 
not being fully aware of what's going on to that new news that I actually didn't want it to hear, <laughs> but stop, pause, pause, be with myself and just and just be present and, and, and watch what's going on within. I think that was the key for me because I've been always too fast, you know, too fast to say something, too fast to, you know, act, you know, and constantly be that reactor mm-hmm. instead of take time to respond and choose the the frequency from which I want to respond. To to act mindfully as opposed to react subconsciously. It's beautiful. And I would say, personally, knowing that, knowing energetically the state of situations at the moment and knowing that, in truth, it is the feminine aspect within us all, the feminine energy that is going to create the world of true equality that we are co-creating today, that we are laying the foundations for, but it is you, the divine feminine, that will create it. So the more feminine, the more powerful feminines that come together in unity and harmony, the better the world is. If you are threatened as a feminine, and this is something that I've not thought about before, so thank you for this, women have been repressed by men throughout history. Going back far enough, women were praised. Women were worshipped for the goddesses they are, for the channel which life is birthed into this realm through. You are the stargate, the portal which bears life into this realm there's nothing that can be experienced anything like it being a man men have repressed women throughout history and if there is a powerful woman that comes to confront another powerful woman where she may feel that she cannot egoically once again this isn't spiritually this isn't from a place of love this is all ego based if she feels she can't actually stand up to a man because it's a man's world, but if there's a threatening woman that she can stand up to her, so she has to protect herself egoically against the woman because she can't against the man, so she will against the woman. And it's reminding ourselves once again that there is no separation, that I am feminine, I'm a goddess in myself as well as a masculine because I am energy in motion. I'm an emotion of the universe, the universe experiencing itself. And it's the unity of the divine feminines together, which is going to to lay the foundations and truly create the world of of tomorrow from today with the feminine being the love, let's say, and returning back to what you were saying about survival modes of being, having to be very aware of what's taking place. The survivor with the lower foundational chakras, the base chakra being your foundation, your your tribal chakra, your placement in the, in the planet with a material construct, it's the male. It's the masculine which is responsible energetically for creating safety and security and structure for the feminine to then freely and joyfully and lovingly create within. So when we enter into a state of survival, which we are as a planet, which we don't need to be, but we are being forced to be, to stay in that masculine fight or flight mode, as opposed to reconnecting back to love, back to the feminine that we are, is returning back to the heart and knowing there is always love. And the way that I was showing it recently, returning back to water, is I used to believe that I'm experiencing life floating down a river of existence and that I can try to swim against the current and it will tire me out or I can just go with the flow surrender and then enjoy the experience as it is focusing on the left or the right bank dependent on which one is more joyful i now realize through 
guidance myself from my higher self. And I'd like to actually ask you in a moment, your perspective and viewpoint of, of guides and angels and things like that. But just to, to finish this, this story, as it is all just a story, I'm co-creating the river in the direction it flows as the masculine is the riverbed, the bank, the channel, providing safety and structure for the feminine to flow in, the water to flow in. And it is the water which is then channeling away the earth and actually creating the direction of flow. The masculine providing structure and direction and the feminine creating that direction of flow. So we are co-creating the river and the experience of it as we are traveling along it with all rivers leading back to the ocean, as always, every element of ourselves returning back to source. And it's the enjoyment of it, knowing that actually we do have a choice. We can't decide to just end well poverty now at the click of our finger. But if we focus on all the positives and do our bit for ourselves in the collective, if we all did that, if we all went out and shone love, the world would change at the click of a finger because it is a collective experience being collectively co-created in this beautiful moment of now. Thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you. Do you? Yeah. Thank you. Hmm. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> angels, angels, guides, um, ancestral beings, do you give much attention and focus upon realms of or higher realms of existence or do you perceive it all to be elements of yourself? Cause you mentioned your higher self guiding you and giving you information. And I am in the same understanding myself that I am, if I'm the universe in completion, I can't then, and I don't believe in God being any different to me or separate from me in religion. We, we say it's God's will. I pray to God and God will do it for me. In spirituality, we believe ourselves to be our co we're co-creating. Therefore, we are co-creators. There we are, we are God. But we have been led to believe that there are angelic beings and beings of higher realms that are more powerful than we are ourselves. So we're still giving away our power to something outside ourselves. My realization and learning is that that higher being is me. It's just a different perspective and version of me, just as you are yourself. Yeah. It's a really, really good question because uh, there is lots of confusion out there, right? And my place here is definitely not to tell people how to think and feel. I'm only here to just give an example of how I gave myself permission mm -hmm. to open my heart and actually ask that kind of questions with my heart, not with my mind. Mm -hmm. So if you're asking me from a place of mind and intellect and analytical mind, the answer will be a little bit different and understanding of it will be different as well. But when we're asking these things from, uh, let me just wait, just a curtain. The sun is <laughs> I can see that the, the, the light shining yeah. through on your face and illuminating yeah. you. And yeah. So when we, when we ask, um, when we ask that kind of questions from a place of, from a place of heart, how do I want to, understand that here right because again through that we can talk and argue and we will be always trying to find a specific word and definition and it's always gonna miss the mark it's a little bit similar to trying to define god or define the source right the more words you're using 
the more you will be butchering the conception of it, the more you will be trapping it into less understanding. Uh, so the way I look at I look at other realms, I look at other frequencies, and <laughs> I look at other places, other and the same places to be end up into. Um, for me, that didn't happen just because because I made my mind or someone gave me a gift. I just believe I, I, I tapped into the abilities that they are available for every single one of us. And that started with a deep uh, devotion to my meditation practice. So I've decided I'll be practicing for two, three, four hours every single day, deep, deep, deep meditations. And to heal myself, to be better, to be more of use to myself and God and this world. Um, and I started receiving, you know, visions. I started receiving visions and I started being like, what's going on? I see things and I, and I, and I see like big things, like what's going on. But I, the funny thing is that I would be receiving the same vision over and over again, like the vision of beginning, that it would be telling me, no, you're not imagining this. You're not imagining this. You're just tapping into some knowing. And I started learning more about it, you know? Mm. I wanted to feel that there is something wrong with me or that I'm missing something. Um, and I started learning from Dr. Joe Dispenza that everything is in the field and everything is energy. And there is 0.0001 matter and everything else, 99.9999 is an empty space filled with light and energy and information. And everything started clicking. And people were talking about other past lifetimes. And I've had just few of these sessions with someone, that someone would take me and guide me, which were absolutely beautiful. But they were times when I would be just sitting just in my own little garden, on the grass, on the sun, and I would be going through that kind of experience. Mm -hmm. And then I would be going through another experience that the years don't match. And I would be questioning, okay, is that my past lifetime, someone else? And I started understanding on a deeper level through my heart, through, through the energy of love and light, that it's consciousness in the field, information available to every single one of us you want to tap into. And with angelic realms, heavenly realms, again, if you want to define, define through the mind, through analytical mind, through separation, you will always have a lot to talk about here. You will always have other people who disagree with you, mm -hmm. who will feel like you're maybe forcing your own um, opinion on them because I met many people like that. Um, but when I started tapping into that through my heart and I started understanding, okay, what is that energy? Let me dive into that in my meditations or something would happen in one of my meditations. I would experience some kind of connection and I would be open instead of owning it because there is, there is such a big ego trap over there, Kane. If you, if I, I've been there myself as well at the very beginning, it felt like me, myself, Eliza, not good enough, but owning someone's name, that's good. That sounds good. And people doing well, right? So there was an ego trap there. Ego was very quickly grasping that name. Mm -hmm. grasping that uh, owning some kind of title 
and I would be then a few weeks later questioning myself, okay, what's going on? Each time I would return back to my heart, I would understand, okay, I have a beautiful and special connection with this type of being. How can I use that connection for the greatest good of all? And I started learning that I can use it for healing, that I can use for guidance, that I can use for relaxing and letting go of that fear-driven ego and past and use it for being here and now and bring something good, you know, to, to another human being or to both of us through this experience that we're going through in the session. I don't know if that answers your question. I'm, I've been jumping it a little. Does. It's, it's absolutely beautiful. And just to, not that you need to be told externally because you know internally, but I know that you're not ego focused or driven through every, without the ego, there is no self. Without an egoic self, there's no perception of self. The ego will always be there. I am the ego. I am Cain. Without the ego, I don't experience it. So it's incorporating it once again, as you know yourself. Anybody that comes on and says, I do this, I do that, I've helped these people, I've worked with this person, I'm this, blah, 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 and they believe themselves to be egoless, they're all ego. There is no separation from it. The ego has managed to chameleon itself into... I'm the spiritual healer and not to drop any names, but one of my old, one of the people who inspired me in the past, um, Ralph Smart, Infinite Waters. He used to be very free in his free in his expression and deliverance of information. And now what he talks about is I do this. I record in 4K HD. I've got YouTube gold awards. I'm blah, blah, blah. And as soon as you become, I am, but, and he believes himself to be ego less the ego is actually all there is, but it's morphed and chameleoned itself into a, a position where you believe yourself not to even be aware of it. The, the being able to journey to past lives and past realms and all elements of existence is something that I'd love to, to do at some point with you. I'd love to take you on a journey. This is what I'd love to do most myself. Um, and, Past life integration is, yeah, it's something phenomenal for anybody to experience that is able to. So I'd love to be able to just to have that journey with you at some point and maybe exchange some form of, of yeah. energy because it's, again, all an energy exchange. Definitely. Um, Question is, not the way I would describe them, I do no longer even call them past lives because I've been shown over and over again everything is this now moment. Yes, so whether that looks like it was 500 years ago, it's happening right now. Yes. Happening right now. Beautiful. It's so real. It's so real. It's more real than the crystal that I'm holding. Mm -hmm. Another question, do you, you want to experience that yourself? I, I do. I do it on a daily basis. I open myself up to, uh, to be shown whatever is relevant in my position in where I am today. But yes, I'd love to be guided in it as well because having that external guidance is more powerful once yeah. we can separate from the conscious self. Yeah. Um, so yeah, let's, let's discuss that afterwards. But to come back to what you've just said, 100%. And I, the way I was showing it, again, it's likened to, to a program. So we're born like a blank computer. We have various programs installed upon us, which we react from subconsciously. Somebody comes along and presses F2, you react with F2. 
old programs installed 20 years ago aren't going to be beneficial or optimal to continue to run. That's why we install new programs. We take in new information. We reanalyze past events to learn and to grow from and to transcend the limitations attached. The Akashic Records is the internet. Everything that exists in completion in the past, present and future exists now because there is only now. We can access the Akashic Records just like into accessing the internet and then go about experiencing anything we want. I could come and experience your past life because that might be relevant for me and where I am in my learning. I would perceive it to be mine as I am experiencing it firsthand. It doesn't mean it's mine because yeah. nothing is mine because I, in truth, I am nothing and everything. This is this is like the the, the 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 first misconception that I had about it, you know. Okay, so from this year to this year, I was that. From this year to this year, and then the deeper I dove, it's like, whoa, it's actually not. And I'm actually can tap into this particular character, Cleopatra. I was shown Cleopatra and mm -hmm. specific things about Pharaoh and their vibration, uh, how they got this huge, huge high vibration, mm -hmm. and it literally like a different entity different different race from other people so i was shown that in one of the one of the meditations mm -hmm. it was really powerful really beautiful and very very accurate to the point that i was in life because there was a question that i was asking yes. my team and i was like should i go for it or not and then i was shown that story and the funny part is that the because i am i just want to clarify i am not a specialist in past life regressions any shape and form mm -hmm. it just happens right so if i have a session with someone and someone is really familiar with my energy it's really trusting towards me they know me they know my heart is pure they're just gonna go there they're yep. just gonna go there if this is that for them to experience so i just wanted to clarify for them that i'm not specialist i'm not trained it just happens because of the energy that I'm bringing and how high frequency, how high frequency I am bringing up really fast. Yes. Right. So if someone's trusting and surrendering to the experience, they are there and their higher self takes over and my higher self takes over. So Elisa mm -hmm. steps on the side and lets the goodness love and light work its way through both of us through whatever needs to be seen and, and just to go back so i would experience you know cleopatra and this particular chapter of her life and this particular details about her frequency and you know a few weeks before i've done the session with, with with one of my friends and cleopatra came for her as well so that doesn't mean you know, that doesn't mean that anyone owns here anything it just means like you said we literally can tap into anything anytime we want or we feel it's needed. Yes. And really? I have that deeply rooted belief that I am to know and see and experience everything I need, you know, not everything, you know, and garbage and rubbish of everything, just the stuff that it is good for me, that it's going to be for the greatest good of all, right? Why would I just turn on TV and let it flow 24-7? Why would I do it, right? I am careful about what comes in. And a little bit careful, you know, what comes out as well. If that yes, hundred percent. And if you're integrate, if you're if you're processing it all, you get lost. As as you were just saying moments ago about being lost in the mind. If we try trying to pick things apart too much and creating all different versions and perspectives within our imagination. And again, bringing it back to healing, there is no healing required. It's an integration. The, the further we take things apart, we fragment them, the more 
that we're able to experience, if you have one unit, there's only so much information on that surface. If you separate it into infinite different versions and infinite different realms, it can experience infinite different potentials, infinite different situations and learnings. So not each one, that's us. We are these infinite different versions. We are the one God, the one source. We've split up into infinite different things to experience infinite different things. We don't need to individually experience infinite different things. We experience potentially everything in the color range of blue. Somebody else experiences everything in the color range of red. And we go about and then we return and we recreate and we reintegrate, rebuild that structure back into one. It's like taking apart an engine to figure out how it works, color coding it where each part goes back so we can put it all back together and understand the way it works. Maybe. Mm. <laughs> and just to come back, I've wrote down. Perspective. It's very interesting perspective. <laughs> and it's all up here again. It's all in the imagination. And I wrote down imagination because it allowed me to see it in a different way when you said it. Imagination is something that I'm imagining. It's, I'm imagination, imagination, I'm imagining. So I'm creating it in my mind, which is the same with reality. I'm creating this interpretation and experience. I came into it knowing it was going to be a beautiful exchange, as did you, as it is, as we are creating it. If we went into a situation expecting, as you said with your previous colleague, for it to be negative, then you would create it or you'd look for the negative elements in it and you would create it as such so that you could justify your viewpoint, your egoic viewpoint in the actual experience of it. Amazing. It's all, it's all in the mind again. It all comes back to it. And it comes back to what you were saying about simplifying it or take away the desire to create anything other than it is just accept it for what it is. Enjoy it for what it is. Surrender to it. And liken to what we were discussing before, with the seasons of life to to bring a potential closure to to the to the to the episode because we are coming up to the hour mark but it's the seasons of existence and the acceptance of it and we were discussing a couple of days ago about accepting things and when you want to sit and potentially even sit in darkness because it's in the darkness that we potentially sometimes discover the direction the light's coming from as opposed to wandering around aimlessly trying to find its direction. And as I was saying in the introduction, it's likened to a tree. A tree drops its leaves and hunkers down its energy into its roots to be able to withstand the elements outside it. So when the elements are more, more optimal, it can then flourish and thrive again. So how would you go about potentially gifting people information about how to get through this very heavy energetic time as everything is being we're all being separated we're all being hunkered down and if a river doesn't have a direction of focus to flow in it becomes stagnant and detrimental and hostile it's it's very low the energy at the moment so i'm making sure i get out and i keep that energy flowing i keep mindful i keep expressive yesterday i was walking around the park screaming literally screaming like ah just to get rid of that hostile negative energy that I was feeling building up. So I was just, ah, and I must have looked like an absolute fruitcake walking around the park, screaming at the top of my lungs. Mm. I don't mind, therefore it doesn't matter. And I was releasing yes, You got the energy out. Who cares? You got the flow. That's all it matters. And that's the beauty of it, you know? That's the most beautiful thing you can ever do for yourself to love yourself enough to let yourself express yourself without being attached to the yep. outside 
picture, you know, how a new analysis is going to see it or perceive it. Mm-hmm. You are in your body, you are in your mind, you are in your heart, you feel it, it's your experience, pick and choose. And the same way I look at the, at the current situation on Bastier, uh, because every single second, we're that powerful that every single second we get to choose, is this experience gonna be a bad one? How am I labeling? If I'm labeling this as heavy and ugly and bad and stinky, it is going to be like that for me. It is, if I'm going to label that in a totally new and different way, then it's going to be a new experience. There is going to be a new and different experience. Mm. You know what happened so last April, right? The first time, the one that happened. Mm-hmm. Um, for about a week or two weeks, I was in, at the beginning, I was in entire denial. I'm all good. Everything is good. You know, I'm not going to freak out. No, 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 no. I'm just was full in belief what I was fed uh, at this stage of my journey, which is all good. Mm-hmm. And, and I was in full denial until I went to the shops. And then, then I went to one shop and it was maybe one third of the items left in the shop. And I and I entirely, and it hit it, finally it hit it. So I come from Poland. And when I was a little girl, there was still communism over there. So you would have to have a piece of paper to get one kilogram of sugar. And you would stand on Saturday. So Saturdays of school, I would stand in this huge long queue, maybe seven, eight years old, for two or three hours to get one kilogram of sugar. And after I bought this, I took it back home, up on the fourth floor, back on the end of the queue, another two, three hours, right? And that's how my Saturdays looked like. And that wasn't just me. So, you know, this lack mentality, mm-hmm. this, oh my God, I'm not going to be fed. You know, I'm going to go, you know, to bed hungry. And it happened to me in my household a few times. That primal fear kicked in when I was in Sainsbury in, in April, at the beginning and that primal fear kicked in and I'm so grateful that in this moment I didn't just call someone and ask for help I need to talk to you I'm in fear this and this happened no 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 I turned everything off I sat in my car in the car park and I cried my guts out it just flowed through me like a river I was so uncontrollable I was even unable to connect with that higher power and pray but I had to let it out. And then about a week and a half, it took me to figure out what is, what is it within me. And I figured out, I went, you know, fear by fear. Okay, I'm afraid to have not enough of pasta and toilet paper, right? Okay, why am I afraid of that? And going down, you know, bit by bit, what am I afraid of? And it goes down. I'm scared shitless to die in this country on my own because no one else is allowed to leave their house, right? That's what it came to. Mm-hmm. I cannot go back home. I'm here on my own and I might die. Okay. And then I realized, okay, if I ever again want to be at peace and bigger than that fear that it is within me, I've got to be at peace with it. I've got to make it okay to die in this country on my own without okay. toilet paper. You know, <laughs> took me. <laughs> I'm laughing because the toilet paper was so powerful it's a such a strong um symbolism right now but uh, it took me about a week and a half maybe two weeks to figure it out that what is it really matters i i cannot die i am a soul in the shape and form in the skin in this packaging but i actually cannot die and and i and i recalled someone's story who was sharing that you cannot actually kill the soul it's just gone it's just an energy that it can be only transmuted into something else 
So at the end of the day, if I'm tuning through my heart and I kept on, kept on continuing with my deep meditations, mm-hmm. I figured out that as long as I am at my heart and I am present, that fear and that ego is, has no charge over me. And in this present moment, I can pick and choose, but only when I'm present. Do I hear and now love myself enough to hear my own heart? Or am I going to turn on news and listen to someone telling me how to think and feel? And please, whoever is listening, don't get me wrong. I'm not telling you to not wash your hands or not wear your face mask. Do whatever, whatever is right for you. Be careful, be clean, be tidy, be healthy, work on an immune system, whatever. But at the end of the day, for me, always everything goes back to my heart. Because I've got to be safe with myself. If I'm expecting the outside world to keep me safe, I'm going to die very fast from my own fears or the outside factors because I'm going to put all my power into them. Yes. If I'm, if I'm deciding that from now on I am sovereign badass and everything is all about my own heart, guidance, no disrespect to anyone in any shape and form, full space, full um, allowance for anyone else to be whoever they choose to be. Like Ralph Smart, you, you mentioned Ralph Smart. You know, what if, just what if, right? Let's, let's speculate for one second. What if what he's going through right now is going to be the biggest lesson of this lifetime for him? Mm. 100%. What if, what if that him, let's call it, even if that's the case, if someone would, wouldn't lose themselves the way I lost myself six years ago, there is no way I would be sitting here with you now. There is just no way. Mm-hmm. No way. I would be all ego-driven, fear-driven, and destroying other people so I can have more toilet paper on my shelf. <laughs> <laughs> what, what if? Yeah. It's a bizarre, it's a very bizarre situation. And it's acceptance of it all again. And what if is my burning is what drives me now i question everything and i question it all from as many perspectives as, as possible embodying each person's viewpoint and uh, so i can understand and learn from their perspectives being an empath being able to embody them energetically and feel them energetically and there is a lot of fear there is a lot of desire to stay indoors and separated and just to just to reconnect to, to ralph again quickly mm. he he is reaching more and more people than ever before because he is reaching people that are at a level where they are still maybe viewing things through the ego. So the, the information he's delivering is more relevant to them. So he's assisting masses amounts of people in their awakening process. And he is perfect in exactly what he's doing. We are all perfect in what we're doing as well as the people. And I'm not going to go down this path because it's something that, again, I will not focus upon and grow, but the people in positions of authority that are oppressing us or trying to control us, they're playing their roles perfectly as well. Because without that feeling of pressure, carbon is never turned into diamonds. And we are the crystalline beings that are being formed from the carbon-based beings of old. And that isn't the truth of it. Everybody plays their role perfectly. And it is all perfect. It truly is. Exactly. Truly is. You know, there is totally different understanding when when we come from a higher level of consciousness of looking at it, right? So, like for so many years, I kept on asking myself my question: How come I always have to have a music in the background? How come I always have to listen someone else's experience and opinion? 
how come I always have to go for the guided meditation mm -hmm. or seek? What is it within me that I'm so much on some level continuously running away from? And I was so running away even from sitting down to a silent meditation. Like, what is it within me, just the design silence, that I'm running away from? What is it within me that I'm running away from? And, and bit by bit, I started, you know, diving into that and, and learning a little bit more. That there is a little bit more within me of that voice that says, Eliza, you're not good enough. Eliza, you're less than them. Mm -hmm. Eliza, this and that. And, you know, on the other side of the fear, I found courage. And on the other side of that fear that I just faced and let it flow through me, I found the bravery and, and, and beauty, you know, beauty that I didn't see so before. And I let other people see that beauty now as well. So the more I started disconnecting from continuous stimulation, the more I let my own heart and my own voice speak its own truth. And I'm allowing myself to be unapologetically me without trying to people please anyone. Um, but that, that's maybe for another time. That's maybe for another time because I don't want to... Uh, no, 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 please. I, I just had a beautiful imagery. Uh, again, I, I'm so, so grateful to you for allowing me to experience. And it's, So when we go into a state of silence... We are frozen in stillness. We're frozen in that void. When we have a surface noise, again, I, I see everything as, as water, everything energy is moving as water. The surface of the river is flowing, but the depth of it is frozen. When there's something on the surface, when there's external noises, other things going on around us, there's a flow, there's a movement on the surface. When that's taken away, the depth of it is frozen, solid and still. And in that stillness, it's it's hard it's rigid it's cold it's repressive it's you're alone you're alone in that void of of coldness as it were the ice once you return ice to heat once you return that you which you are to love to your heart center which is the warmth which melts the separation or the illusion of it the ice is melted back into water and flows again and we're made up of all these different ice cubes each one that we bring into our heart melting back and being reintegrated back into the whole so it can return back into that natural state of flow. That was a beautiful, beautiful image. So thank you for that. Thank you. Thank you for having me here. It's an absolute, absolute honor. I, I was so, I knew this was going to be beautiful, a beautiful experience, a beautiful connect. We, we connected probably what, six months ago now, maybe for the first time. And I knew straight away that it was something that would be, continued going forward and today being the day where it has been divinely guided by our higher selves to be experienced in this moment and now that we have previously contracted to sit here today in this very moment to have this conversation thank you yes thank you so much i oh, appreciate that before we go please share some information with everybody about the services that you offer this being your your page your website so just talk us yes. through what it is that you provide. So I actually provide uh, healing sessions and they are an energy vibrational healing sessions, uh, which are helping um, assist someone in a deeper level of healing. 
through one session, um, a person can get a really profound transformation where we transmute this energy from lower uh, energies, from all lower chakras into much higher state of elevated emotions of gratitude, love, and bliss. So if someone is struggling for years with feeling good enough, with feeling whole, with connecting with their divinity, if someone is stuck in that resentment, I think this session is exactly for them. And uh, recently I have a little offer. I think it's one of the last of my posts on Facebook. A little okay. offer for two of these sessions for a little bit um, different. Maybe not this post, maybe not JP. <laughs> J- JP is somebody, if nobody has come across JP yet, please go over and watch his video about Instagram and their beautiful way of of sharing our freedom of expression and liberation and connection to one another because he puts things in a way that is is poetically beautiful. <laughs> yeah. So if someone wants, they can go to uh, Elisa Mosel Facebook and see the recent posts that they are from me and see what's there in offer. And it would be amazing to connect with people. Thank you. Thank you, Elisa. Thank you, truly. It has been an absolute, absolute honor. And I do strongly suggest that anybody, knowing everything is energy vibrating at different frequencies, knowing that we are the universe in completion, experiencing itself, being able to connect back to your true self in all ways means that we can then go about experiencing life as it is, experiencing life back in that beautiful state of freedom and flow and and harmony with ourselves as opposed to that conflict or feeling of separation, which I just saw as being ice returning back to water. So thank you, Eliza. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Truly, all of my love. And I will, yeah, we'll be in touch very soon to to connect on a deeper and more personal level. But thank you for this. As well, I would like to acknowledge you and for all the work that you're doing. You're bringing so much hope and so much love to so many people. So thank you so much. I appreciate you. As I do you, is is an honor. And without without hope. Without happiness, without freedom and liberation, there's nothing. And again, we do this fundamentally and firstly for ourselves so that we can reflect it out to everybody else as it all starts with the self. Beautiful. Thank you. (laughs) Beautiful. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. What more can I say? What a beautiful woman. What a beautiful experience. What a beautiful exchange of energy. As again, everything in completion is just that energy vibrating at different frequencies. And what you align yourself to is what you experience and attract from the universe around you. To you, flowing it through you, to be experienced by you. Thank you for listening once again. If you have not yet done so, head over to the YouTube channel, Cosmic Surfer, Cosmic with a K, and subscribe to the channel and listen to specifically either the Saturday episodes of Together We Rise or the Tuesday episodes being the new series of Modern Day Mindfulness. We've recently remastered our online courses, all housed on greatestversion.club. All links will be in the comments below. And on Greatest Version, there is an element of liberation and evolutionary ability in our free courses our free and self development and mastery courses or the more expensive and educational and expensive 
in the evolution of mind, body and soul courses that are housed on the channel on the website. Thank you. Again, it's stumbling for words here because I can't express the gratitude to you in this time of ever changing and evolving energy and frequency of self. As we continue to journey forwards with acceptance of everything that is allowing it through surrenderance, we're reminded that it is just a beautiful experience to be received and experienced. And that is it. When we start to mind and attach a desire or label things, if we want to go left and we start to travel right and we say, no, I wanted to go left. I'm left. I'm not right. Then we create friction and resistance and negativity in the situation through a full acceptance of all that is, was, whatever shall be only then will you truly be free. Thank you for listening to today's episode. Go back and listen to the previous ones and ensure that you join us again next week to listen to next week's episode where we will be discussing energy once again, but in an exchange in a relationship, sexual energy, relationships open or otherwise, being married or free, but all of it being fundamentally that exchange of love that we experience physically as well as energetically solely as well as within the body so if that is something which interests you then join us next week where we'll also discuss twin flames soulmates and how to go about experiencing connecting to yours love light and infinite blessings and until next week stay mindful stay safe and stay free in your way of play namaste